Greetings and welcome to the Apollo Medical Holdings First Quarter 2021 Financial Results Conference Call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. A question and answer session will follow the formal presentation. If you'd like to ask a question, you could queue up now by pressing star 1 on your telephone keypad. You can press star 2 to remove yourself from the queue. If anyone should require operator assistance during the conference, please press star zero on your telephone keypad. Please note this conference is being recorded. I will now turn the conference over to our host, Caroline Sohn of the Equity Group. Thank you. You may begin. Thank you, operator, and hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. The press release announcing Apollo Medical Holdings, Inc. results for the first quarter ended March 31, 2021 is available at the investor section of the company's website at www.apollomed.net. You may also email us at investors at apollomed.net if you'd like a copy. To provide some additional background on its results, the company has made a supplemental deck available on its website. A replay of this broadcast will also be made available at Apollomed's website after the conclusion of this call. Before we get started, I would like to remind everyone that this conference call and any accompanying information discussed herein contains certain forward-looking statements within the meaning of the safe harbor provision of the Private Securities Litigation Reform Act of 1995. These forward-looking statements can be identified by terms such as anticipate, believe, expect, future, plan, outlook, and will, and include, among other things, statements regarding the company's guidance for the second quarter ending June 30, 2021, and for the year ending December 31st, 2021. Continued growth, acquisition strategy, ability to deliver sustainable long-term value, ability to respond to the changing environment, operational focus, strategic growth plans, and merger integration efforts, as well as the impact of the 2020 novel coronavirus or COVID-19 pandemic on the company's business, operations, and financial results. Although the company believes that the expectations reflected in forward-looking statements are reasonable as of today, those statements are subject to risks and uncertainties that could cause the actual results to differ dramatically from those projected. There can be no assurance that those expectations will prove to be correct. Information about the risks associated with investing in Apollo Med is included in its filings with the Security and Exchange Commission, which we encourage you to review before making an investment decision. The company does not assume any obligation to update any forward-looking statements as a result of new information, future events, changes in market conditions, or otherwise, except as required by law. Regarding the disclaimer language, I would also like to refer you to slide two of the conference call presentation for further information. For those of you following along with the accompanying supplement, there is an overview of the company on slide three. On today's call, the company's executive chairman and co-CEO, Dr. Kenneth Sim, will provide an overview of the first quarter 2021 highlights. The company's chief operating officer and chief technology officer, Brandon Sim, will then discuss the latest operational developments and Chief Financial Officer Eric Chin will follow with a review of Apollo Med's results for first quarter 2021. Brandon will conclude the remarks with an update on the company's outlook and long-term growth strategy before opening the floor for questions. With that, I'll turn the call over to Apollo Med's Executive Chairman and Co-CEO, Dr. Kenneth Sim. Please go ahead, Dr. Sim. Good afternoon, good all of you, and thank you for joining us to discuss Apollo Med's first quarter 2021 results. 2021 got off to a strong start as we reported solid growth on the top line and significantly greater growth on the bottom line, primarily as a result of organic membership growth in our existing IPAs, driving capital.
transportation revenue and increased wasteful settlements and incentives Shanghai also benefited from a decrease of 2.4 million in general and administrative expense related to third party consulting and professional costs. A direct result of the implementation and ongoing use of our own technology platform. For the first quarter of 2021, we reported 176.1 million in total revenue, which is a 7% increase from 165.1 million in the prior year period, and net income attributable to a parliament of 13.2 million, which compares to 4.1 million in the prior year period. We reported EBITDA of 26.6 million in the first quarter of 2021, which is a 137% increase from 11.2 million in the prior year period. And adjusted EBITDA of 29.2 million, which is a 111% increase from 13.8 million in the prior year period. We place great emphasis on the adjusted EBITDA figures as these numbers back out the impact of recently acquired IPH, other income, and income from equity method investments. We anticipate the trend of decreased claims due to the continued effects of COVID-19 will normalize as time goes on with more and more folks continuing to vaccinate against COVID-19, and the country maintains a steady path toward recovery. But we have accounted for this in our guidance for the second quarter of 2021, which finally will be upon shortly. We continued working closely with the team of Akaipa NSO, in which we announced a strategic investment and alliance in January of 2021. With this partnership, ApolloMet will be bringing its proprietary technologies to benefit Kaipa physicians. And the strategic alliance will provide ApolloMet with a low-risk entry foothold into the state of New York with the possibility of expanding the relationship down the line. We anticipate closing this transaction by the end of 2021, second quarter. With that, I will turn it over to Brian for Thank you, Dr. Sim. We continue to innovate when it comes to our technology platform. As I mentioned on our last call, ApolloMed has invested heavily in the development of our fully integrated proprietary software platform, including solutions for tech-enabled care coordination, population health and risk management, revenue cycle management, and more. The ApolloMed platform creates a powerful, virtuous cycle, which results in better patient care, measurable improvement in clinical outcomes, and reduced total cost of care. Our industry-leading data moat and expertise in machine learning allow us to test ideas faster, build better models, and perform more accurate risk stratification and adjustment than our competitors do. This leads to more valuable and more actionable insights, data, and tools for our providers, and therefore better outcomes for our patients. In turn, more and more providers are encouraged to participate in our value-based care delivery model, which further widens our lead in both product and in data. And we're feeding the ApolloMed flywheel 
by continuing to grow our provider network aggressively, both organically and through M&A activity, and by iterating rapidly with our team of top technologists on the Apollo Med Care platform. This platform, along with our experience in taking risk and scaling profitably across diverse geographies and populations in California, will enable us to continue growing rapidly throughout the country, helping providers take risks successfully and perform value-based care to ensure better outcomes for our patients. ApolloMed and its partnered physicians now serve members in nine of the top 25 counties in the U.S. by population, but our journey to bring high-quality health care to communities across the nation is just beginning. We are seeing many opportunities in our pipeline and are excited at the prospect of bringing our highly scalable model to a much larger population over the course of this year. Operationally, we have set a strong foundation for the rapid growth strategy we set forth for the company in 2021. As demonstrated in Q1, our technology solutions continue to generate millions of dollars in savings in annual operating expenses for Apollo Med. And we believe that our platform will continue to drive operating margin improvements as new products ramp online and as we expand our member population. With that, I'll turn it over to Eric to review our financial results. Thank you, Brandon. We achieved strong results in the first quarter of 2021, reporting total revenue of $176.1 million, a 7% increase from the $165.1 million in the prior quarter. As Dr. Sen mentioned earlier, this was driven by two things. Number one, an additional $4.3 million in capitation revenue, primarily as a result of organic membership growth at Allied Pacific IPA and AlphaCare Medical Group. And number two, a $6.8 million increase in the risk pool settlements and incentives revenue driven by reduced utilization of our hospital partners due to the suspension of non-emergency medical procedures as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Capitation revenue of $144.7 million represented 82% of our total revenue compared to 85% of total revenue in the first quarter of 2020. Our membership remained at approximately 1.1 million managed lives at the end of the first quarter ended March 31st, 2021. Taking a closer look at our membership, 529,000 lives or approximately half of our members were fully capitated through our consolidated IPAs. Total operating expenses decreased about 4% to $154.3 million in the first quarter of 2021. That was from $160.7 million in the prior year period. This was primarily a result of a $3.6 million decrease in cost of services driven by a reduction in claims expenditures incurred by our next-gen ACO, as well as a decreased general and administrative expenses of $2.4 million, primarily attributable to a reduction in third-party consulting and professional costs due to efficiencies gained from the company's technology platform. As a result of the increased net revenue and decreased operating expenses, net income attributable to Apollo Med was $13.2 million, an increase of 225% from the $4.1 million in the first quarter of 2020. Our earnings per share on a diluted basis was $0.30 cents per share, up 173% from $0.11 cents per share in the prior year period. Adjusted EBITDA, 
which excludes the impact of equity method investments and recently acquired IPAs, other income and provider bonus payments was $29.2 million, compared to $13.8 million in the prior year period. That was a 111% increase year over year, driven by the significant increase in net income. Turning over to the balance sheet, we remain well capitalized and well positioned to execute on our growth initiatives. We ended the first quarter with $205.9 million of cash and cash equivalents. That compares to $193.5 million at the end of 2020. Our working capital increased to $243.9 million from $223.6 million at the end of 2020. And total stockholders' equity increased to $349.7 million at March 31, 2021, from $330.9 million at December 31, 2020. Moving further down the balance sheet, total debt at the end of the first quarter was $243.3 million. We are safely in compliance with our debt covenants with consolidated total net leverage ratio of 1.44 times compared to a maximum permitted 3.50 times, and consolidated interest coverage ratio of 18.21 times compared to a minimum permitted 3.25 times. I'd now like to turn it back over to Brandon for a discussion of our growth strategy and outlook for the remainder of 2021. Brandon? Thanks, Eric. Uh, We remain committed to our previously stated goal of growing our member population to approximately 2 million lives by the end of 2021, which will primarily be driven by M&A. The marketplace is very active these days, but we are are seeing a healthy set of opportunities before us, and we're confident that we will be able to find like-minded physicians and physician groups that we can onboard into a risk-bearing model through the Apollo Med platform. We anticipate on closing the Kaipa MSO transaction over the course of the next few weeks, and we are in active discussions with organizations who are excited about changing healthcare with us. That said, we are pleased to be reiterating our previously provided guidance for 2021, which is listed on slide 10 of our supplement. We're also providing the following guidance ranges for the second quarter ending June 30th, 2021, in an effort to provide greater visibility into how we foresee the fluctuations in utilization returning to pre-pandemic levels. We anticipate revenues of between $163 and $173 million, net income of $6.3 to $12.3 million, net income attributable to Apollo Med of $6.5 to $10.5 million, EBITDA of $15.6 million to $21.6 million, and adjusted EBITDA of $20.4 million to $24.4 million. Please keep in mind that these guidance metrics do not consider any potential acquisitions or other major business transactions that we may complete over the course of this year. As any material developments arise, we will be sure to update the markets and reevaluate guidance as appropriate. We strongly believe in the virtuous cycle we have created through the PolyMed care management and delivery platform and in the value of the improved clinical outcomes that result from that platform. We look forward to serving more members of local communities across the nation in the months to come. With that operator, let's open it up for Q&A. Thank you. 
And at this time, we will conduct our question and answer session. If you would like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. A confirmation tone will indicate that your line is in the question queue. You may press the star key followed by the number 2 if you would like to remove your question from the queue. For participants using speaker equipment, it may be necessary to pick up your handset before pressing the star keys. Once again, to ask a question, press star 1. We'll pause for a moment to pull for questions. Thank you. Our first question comes from Gene Manheimer with Collier Securities. Please state your question. Thanks. Good afternoon. Uh, congrats on the good quarter here. Um, my first question just relates to that risk pool uh, revenue. You know, the the numbers were obviously favorable, as you called out, due to utilization trends that, that worked in your favor due to COVID, but that's expected to normalize. Can you give us a sense of your timing on when we kind of return to nor more normal utilization? Yeah, hey, Gene, how are you doing? It's Eric Chin here. So uh, thanks for the question. And and that's also why we provided the, the guidance for the second quarter. You'll see that our, our revenue for the, the second quarter is is guiding to a midpoint that's lower than the first quarter. And a lot of that is is just due to the bump in the the risk pool that we recognize this, this quarter. Um, basically, as you know, it's a, a shared risk pool, and, and there was a re reduction in the utilization at the hospitals, which, which dropped down to more revenue from us coming from that risk pool settlement. But we expect that to, to normalize back to the, the pre-COVID levels uh, immediately in the second quarter there. And so that's why you, that's why you see the, the guidance for the second quarter. Okay. Very helpful uh, to have that. Uh, thanks, Eric. Um, and my follow-up would be, you know, in terms of your your goal to expand to two million lives from from the 1.1 where you where you sat at the end of the quarter, we're about obviously 35% of the way through 2021. And I just, you know, it sounds like you're still comfortable with your target, and just trying to get a feel for whether these uh, the, this M&A would be back end loaded to the back half or incremental and would they be uh hey gene yeah sorry i must have lost me? you at the end of the, the question there but uh, well, yeah i think you're you were what i was getting at is just the the uh how how it might look uh your comfort level with hitting those two million lives and would it be back end loaded or or would we see sort of incremental uh deal flow between now and year end to get there right i think there will be it will be incremental, certainly. Um, it will probably hit, you know, not necessarily in the first or second quarter, um, but we do still feel comfortable with the projection that we gave at the beginning of the year. Um, you know, the marketplace, as I mentioned, is, is very active, um, but 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 again, the, the pipeline remains uh, very healthy, and we think that we'll we'll be able to close on some of these these deals uh, in the near future, and we'll be certain to update the investor community when that when that happens. Fair enough. I uh, appreciate that comment. And then my other question relates to um, the direct contracting model with, with Medicare. We, you've uh, touched on that in the past in terms of when Apollo Med may be participating in that in that innovation model. Is there any any granularity you can provide on on uh, your progress there? Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Gene. 
Um, as you know, we've been excited about the DCE and geographic uh, DCE models. Um, it's, it is now public information that um, applications for the DCE model have closed, um, at least for the global and professional tracks, and that the GeoDCE model has been postponed uh, for one year as the new administration works out um, you know, its plans for the future of the DCE model. Um, because we chose to participate in the uh, very profitable, at least historically, NGACO, next-gen ECO, this year, and because organizations cannot participate in both the NGACO track and DCE, um, Apollo Med, unfortunately, was not um, in the DCE application pool. However, we are exploring strategic options to collaborate with DCEs, and we believe that we have a path forward to participate in the DCE program even in 2022. In addition, given our provider network and strength of the provider networking growth into DCE regions, or ge geographic DCE regions rather, uh, we see ourselves as strongly positioned to participate in the GeoDCE model when it is recontinued um, by the current administration. So we are still fairly optimistic about our um, opportunities in the DCE model, whether it's the global, professional, or geo tracks. Great. Thank you for that, uh, Brandon. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, there are no further questions at this time, so I will turn the floor back to management for closing remarks. Excellent. Well, thank you all for your time today. Uh, we really appreciate it, and we look forward to speaking to you all again on our next quarterly call. The company will also be presenting at a couple of virtual investor conferences later in this month, and we also hope to speak to some of you then. Please feel free to reach out to us or our investor relations firm, the Equity Group, with any additional questions. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. This concludes today's call. All parties may disconnect. Have a great evening.